0: In Ag and Review for the week ending November 22nd, the big news was the RFS. EPA's decision to reduce the fuel mandates under the Renewable Fuel Standard has many related to the biofuels industry confused. One of those is Bob Dineen with the Renewable Fuels Association.
1: Why is this administration telling us to produce less of a clean-burning American fuel? And that's in effect what they are doing by reducing the base RFS from the 14.4 billion gallons required by the statute to give or take but about 13 billion gallons, when we can do far more. <laughs> we are uh, in the midst of harvesting the single largest corn crop in our nation's history, 14 billion bushels. Um, and this would take 500 million bushels of demand away from farmers who planted that historic corn crop on the promise of a growing renewable fuels market, not a artificially constrained one, but every other renewable fuel as well. You're seeing record production of biodiesel today. You're seeing the commercial production of cellulosic ethanol and other advanced biofuels. This is exactly the wrong time to be... Uh, reducing the required volumes of renewable fuels as opposed to increasing that.
0: However, as usual on the issue of renewable fuels, the ag industry is again split on EPA's decision as a coalition of livestock and poultry groups released a statement applauding the action, saying that the inflexible RFS mandate continues to have a detrimental impact on the economy and makes feeding animals risky because our industries are not competing on a level playing field. The statement goes on to add that even though the reduction is a step in the right direction, it's the responsibility of Congress to find a lasting solution to put livestock and poultry producers back on equal standing in the marketplace. And the other big news of the week was the continuing negotiations regarding the farm bill, as Tyron Spearman has those details.
2: Still no farm bill from Washington, but House Ag Committee Chairman Frank Lucas of Oklahoma said this week, we're getting closer. The recent negotiations has been on whether to give producers a choice of a revenue-based or a price-based support, as the House Agriculture Bill says, or give producers both types of coverage, as the Senate Bill does. The House Bill has a choice of a price loss coverage, or a PLC, which pays when the market falls below a reference price. The revenue loss coverage which is the RLC program, pays farmers when revenue falls below 75% and 85% of a five-year average. The Senate bill offers both a price-based adverse market payment, or an AMP program, and an agricultural risk coverage, or an ARC program, which pays when the revenue falls below 78% and 88% of the five-year average. All of that has to be made into one Putting together of the farm bill from the House and the Senate. Lucas said the committee was trying to have an all inclusive safety net, and House Speaker said he wanted to keep the budget conference separate from the savings that the farm bill might generate. Some wanted the savings to replace the sequester cuts, which are now about five percent, and expected to go to seven point two next year. Representative Lucas said he would not predict that a deal will be done by Thanksgiving.
0: And a good thing, since they were not able to reach a consensus this past week before all the members left for the Thanksgiving break. And speaking of that break, we'll be taking one as well, and therefore we will not have a podcast for next week, but we'll return on December 6th. In the meantime, don't forget you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet.